Find your life's rhythm on the Just Jazz podcast. Heal from the past, balance your present, and get excited about your future. I am your host, Jasmine McGlure, Certified Professional Life Coach, and I'm here to encourage, inspire, and entertain you on this unpredictable journey called life. Join me as my friends and I share life lessons with you that are real, relatable, and practical. Welcome to Authenticity, Purpose, and Fulfillment. Welcome to Just Jazz. Welcome to the Just Jazz podcast. This is Jasmine McGlory, your host. And uh, tonight we're doing a part two with my friend Mark Billups. And um, if you missed part one, I encourage you to go back to listen to part one. We're going to jump right into part two. Mark, welcome back to the show. Appreciate you being with me. Oh, man, I appreciate it. This has been fun, actually. I was about to say, I'm having so much fun. Like, <laughs> these could have been, like, hour-long podcasts. Yeah, like, I almost wanted to, like, yeah. not even record, just go off air and just have a conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because it, it's 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 definitely real, and it's hitting some some areas that, like I said, my husband and I have been talking about, um, some areas that really hit home for me, Yeah. Um, which we're going to talk about some tonight. So tonight, I really want to address some of the importance of the role of a father in the home. Um, um, yeah. So yeah, go. <laughs> I, I think, I think that there's two big things that I think um, I would just want to tackle before we get to that point. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The category, the categorization of a mother and father and roles in a house can sometimes create the disaster of a home falling apart. Right, hmm. and, and, mm-hmm. and this is and this is why I, I'm going to say that is because whenever you defy something, right, you set a bar, you set a marker, and mm-hmm. if I myself don't don't have the tools or the know how how to reach that mark, it's a lot easier for me just to walk away from it because mm-hmm. I like 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 you say, um, your dad made a choice 36 years ago to walk away. I think what it sometimes what happens in our households, instead of us just being complete individuals, right? The mother being a complete yeah. individual, the father being a complete individual, we try to create these roles and these uh, um, spaces for us to function in because it seems a little easier that way, and that no that way no one steps on anyone's toes, and it's it's mm-hmm. all about those those type of scenarios inside of the home. And I as as I've gotten older. And uh, my kids are, are uh, you know, headed into adulthood at this point. Well, actually, yeah. I do have one adult, um, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I started to understand that both parents, mother and father, have to be like water. Right? Mm-hmm. I know we always, there's a, that soundbite of Bruce Lee saying, be like water. Like, yeah. be able to fit in any container and morph yourself into whatever that container is shaped. That is yeah. what a mother and father should do. I, I don't believe in roles. Mm-hmm. I believe that you form to whatever is necessary for the child, for the mm-hmm. relationship, for uh, for the yeah. marriage. Um, and I think we have a hard time doing that because mm-hmm. of all of the standards that we set, like the things that we talked about in part one, toxic masculinity, uh, yeah. uh, feminism, all of these things that we are dealing with um, you know, kind of juggling in society has yeah. taught us how to adapt in our own homes when we are individuals and we probably shouldn't even subscribe to some of the things that are being taught to us. So right. when we talk about 
uh, roles and you start setting benchmarks for people to have to reach that may not have the tools to do so, then you're going to start mm-hmm. creating gaps and, and, and wedges in areas because people who aren't strong in areas don't tend to try to get stronger in that area. They tend to just kind of focus mm-hmm. on their strengths. So if, yeah. if, if my strength is being rejected because it doesn't fit what you need or the, or the mark you've set as a woman or the mark you set as a man, then we separate. And I feel mm-hmm. like I'm better off or you would be better off because the thing you're telling me you need, I can't provide, so I'll just walk away. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. is what I think has happened, especially for black males in our society, is that we don't have a lot of the tools anyway. So if you start setting mm-hmm. standards like finances, emotional uh, connection, all those things that we mm-hmm. don't have the tools to even handle, it's easy for us to walk away. Yeah, because I know yeah. I can't provide that anyway. I don't. I don't know how to. Yeah. So then, would the would then should should they just lower expectations? I think the thing is to a lot of times we don't set any expectations initially, right? We mm-hmm. try to guide people through expectations. Right. Or we don't find the the perfect fit for our life. We find things that tickle our fancy for the moment and we don't really mm-hmm. think about the long haul, right? So that's right. why you get to mm-hmm. you you get people who are in relationships for a couple months here and a couple months there because they're not really their, their desire to actually find the right person is based upon some fabricated thought. You okay. Know because a lot like of a us false don't really know what we need. I mean, uh, right? A lot of us don't really know yeah. what we need. We, we think yeah. we know. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even for myself, like after marrying my wife, I found there were things that she provided that I didn't even know I needed. Right. Right. So those, it's, it's all of these mm-hmm. things. Like it's, we're really in a up in the air type of society and it's hard for us to fathom it. So we create things and standards to try to mm-hmm. ground it for us. But life is so much bigger yeah. than, you know, our, our thoughts. And I think that's the problem is that life has become a lot larger. And as you get older, you figure it out. You'd be like, like you start off with this long list of things. It, mm-hmm. it could be a man, it could be things you want to do. And as time spans on, you go, well, maybe I'm, doing a little bit too much because now I've kind of found out that God God does kind of what he wants to do. Right. Wants yeah. to do <laughs> right. Right. And my plans yeah, don't always true. kind of iron out how I saw it. Mm-hmm. Even though the thing that I'm looking for, the end result takes place, but the path that I created to get to that end result doesn't always turn out like that. And I think, you know, right. those those are the for me, those have been the biggest things is trying to remove the labels and the walls and all of these things, all mm-hmm. of these standards that try to tell me what being a good father is. Okay. You know I mean? Okay. So then, yeah. So then what do you gauge fatherhood according to? Like, is there, is there a scripture? Is there something that has modeled for you um, what good fatherhood is? I think good fatherhood is being able to adapt to whatever your children need. Right. Okay. So it's the adaptability, right. it, like it's the water, it's, right? It's definitely the adaptability because if it's if it's uh, if it's a financial thing, right? Like mm-hmm. we, we tend to down men who aren't, um, you know, don't bring a lot financially. Right. And 
if you do that, right, you push that man out because he's not mm-hmm. he's not providing money, then you miss out on the, all the mm-hmm. other things that he could provide, right? And that's why I right. say those, mm-hmm. these, these worldly standards don't really help us much because uh, for most of my marriage and most of my, you know, my children's life, I have not been the person that's made the mm-hmm. most money in the house. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if that's the standard, then I'm not a good father. Right. Mm, if mm-hmm. the standard yeah, is if the standard is being there, but I'm not in tune mm-hmm. with them, I'm just here, then I'm not a good father. Right. But if I'm meeting their need, yep. right? If I'm meeting the child's need and mm-hmm. I'm fulfilling what they need individually, my daughter needs, I have two sons and one daughter. If I'm feeling that, then I'm mm-hmm. a, then then I am a good father. And I think if I we start right. removing the labels, it's easier because now we're dealing with individuals on an individual basis opposed to this grandstand of, of a of a standard like gotta mm-hmm. like a generalization it's even like that with motherhood like there's a blanket being thrown mm-hmm. at us and really it kind of breaks mm-hmm. down because say my daughter doesn't need money mm-hmm. she needs time but my my right. youngest son needs money because he wants to do a bunch of activities. Mm-hmm. So I, so mm-hmm. if I don't provide her with the same amount of money that I provide my son, my youngest son, does that make me a bad father? If, right. if, it's, if it's on right. a you know financial basis, that's why I say I think if we remove right. the labels and start just saying, yeah. how does your household function and how does your household run, and we attack those things opposed to this, I gotta be this or I gotta be that. I think we, I think mm-hmm. we move out of the area of, uh, you know, abandonment and things like that because, like you said, you, you're you you know that I don't know if you had a conversation with him or if he just kind of you know offered this information to you, but he said mm-hmm. you were probably better off without me based upon what like what was that based on? Like, did you mm-hmm. ever get a chance to ask him? And I- what what was that thought based on? Because I and I don't know, and I never had the opportunity to yeah. ask, you know, the question as to. And I, I hear what you're saying. It's like, okay, well, if I can't meet those expectations, then I feel defeated before, before I even, I even begin. begin. And the world will put that pressure on you right off the, like for mm-hmm. instance, uh, with me and and uh, my wife, but at the time my girlfriend, uh, we had a mm-hmm. child in our teenage years, right? Our oldest son yeah. uh, was born while we were while we were teenagers, and there were so yeah. many people like just. I mean, just, I I didn't get a whole lot of encouragement. It was like, what do you know mm-hmm. about doing this? And you don't have no money, and you don't have no this, and you don't have no that. And it, mm-hmm. it almost disturbed, like, if I hadn't just, you know, kind of, like, gone into myself, it was like, you know yeah. what? Because a lot of, of, of my step-up ability came from me saying, mm-hmm. I'm going to prove the doubters wrong. And okay. as time went mm-hmm. on, I got fatigued doing it that way because mm-hmm. now. Why do you think that is? It w- it wasn't the right way to to start a family by trying to prove people mm-hmm. wrong. You know what I mean? Right, your motives yeah, were was, off. It was it like was, I'm gonna just I'm gonna show yeah, you. It was it was outside of myself, and now I'm enduring things that I probably shouldn't or wouldn't have endured if it wasn't for the naysayers. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until a little into like, I would say probably when my oldest was in middle school that I started understanding that doing it that way didn't produce what he needed. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. I was doing it for someone else and doing it through some other standard, you know, yeah. the individual attention yeah. he needed 
or or the individual right. because by 19 we had my daughter and so I was missing out on the connection with my children because I was trying to meet a standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's a really good point when you talk about the fluidity and the adaptability yeah. um and not trying to meet the world yeah. standards of, you know, what it means because that um there it, it tends to be a lot of pressure mm-hmm. then now your motives are yeah. askew um and it causes a great deal of stress so then of course you got you got it's it's a whirlwind of just everything yes. going wrong because you can't seem to meet this invisible like you call yep. it benchmark um but like i like what you said about just the individuality mm-hmm. meeting meeting your kids needs and you do have to kind of shut oh, out the man. world because you know because mm-hmm. otherwise, yeah, otherwise, and I actually made my own little list yeah. the other day. I call it my little yeah. Frankenstein of all the people that I think in my head, like th- those are the yeah. standard. An immaculate home looks like yeah. this, or I wish I could cook like yeah. so-and-so. Because, you know, for a, a woman, uh, for motherhood, they say, you know, you're supposed to be ultra mm-hmm. nurturing. You're supposed to know how to cook really good. You should bake yep. really well. Your house should be immaculate. Kids well-mannered, kids always clean, hair always done. Then I got to look like a supermodel mm-hmm. on top of that. I don't know where these standards <laughs> come from. But, unrealistic. Um, <laughs> but need to take, yeah, these are so far they, at, at all. And I, so I'm thankful that I am married to a man that doesn't hold me to the, the this, you know, unrealistic yeah. expectations. Um, but you do have to, both partners, I believe, have to shut oh, out the world yes. and give each other the space and the yes. grace to you know yeah, be because themselves. I think that's the only way we, you can do it because if I keep trying to force you into a box that doesn't that wasn't designed for you you're asking mm-hmm. for trouble you know yeah and I, yeah. I figured that yeah. out uh, I, and, I, and I always there's a couple of different examples that I use right like um, mm. my my partner in crime uh, Lorenzo Nichols aka Stitch Early um, he mm-hmm. he had a son his first go around and then he had a daughter, his second girl. Mm-hmm. And due to the schedule of his wife and and um, him being an entrepreneur and, and not really having a set schedule, he became mm-hmm. the primary caregiver to his daughter. So he was thrown in a situation mm-hmm. to where uh, he had never done a girl's hair before. Oh, uh, you know, you know, all <laughs> the things that he had a son before. So he was thrown into this right. arena to where if if he fit to the standards of what society says, he wouldn't have done any hair. He wouldn't have learned, you know, the things right. that you, he would have needed to be able to be to that young lady, he wouldn't have been mm-hmm. because he's you know you doing hair. That's for the, that's for the mother to do. That's a woman's job to do. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. you changing pampers, you washing clothes, you doing the stuff that he adapted himself to. He became water. Yeah. He fit into the container that was given to him and started to adapt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those, those are things yeah, that that's I, that a good dad. Like, that's, yeah, that's a really good uh, example of what it yeah. means to be a good father. It is the adaptability. Uh, and I will say, I have to give, you know, super kudos yeah. to my husband. Um, so we just had yeah. our fourth baby. And um, Lord have mercy. Saying four, my goodness. It's really I, not that I'm bad like, though. What once you again? get over, once you get over three, it really don't change much. It's, it doesn't change a whole lot, but I just, in my mind, I still feel like we're those eighteen-year-old yeah. kids, yeah. you know. And I'm like, wait a minute, what's happening right now? I'm 37 yeah. with four kids. When did this happen? 
Um, but so we 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 had um our fourth one and I could see the change yeah. in my husband from when we had Jacob in mm-hmm. our early twenties to now having JP yeah. in our thirties. When I say that this man was yeah. on it, like he was boss. Like he was like, All right, he was setting yeah. the crib. Like it was like, Okay, got it. Yeah. He knew what <laughs> he knew what to do. And, you know, he was ready to take care of me. He was like, all right, mom's going to be home. Mom likes yeah. the house clean. All right, you need to clean this. You need to clean that. I'm going to go get the room ready. Do you yes. need the shower? Like, he he was just on it. And I was like, yeah. that's my and dude. I, like, I was so proud of him. On our adaptability, right? Yeah. How adaptable is this man mm-hmm. opposed to what can this man provide? Because some things can be taught. Right. Some things can be learned. Lorenzo didn't know how to do hair before. Absolutely. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I think those are the things that we we miss, um, unfortunately, because we live in a society where, um, you know, we we have to fit the mold. We have to, you know, follow the standard. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and on that note, I would also like to mm-hmm. address this because as a as a woman, this has been. Um, an yeah. issue as well is I think there's even a religious box of oh, what a man of man. God looks like. Okay, did I yeah, just open up another Pandora? Man, man, man. <laughs> um, yes, and God has had to deal with me yeah. on that because I felt like in order for him to spiritually lead or or, or for him to be a man of God, it needed yeah. to look this way. And God had to really mm-hmm. walk me back and show me like, look, that's Jazz's standard. Yeah. Let me show you what yeah. I think of him. Um, but ta- I don't know if you can speak to yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, even yeah. some of the pressure think, that you felt. Uh, okay. The, yeah. The, the sure. biggest thing for me is that we, have, when we talk about the Bible, we have to put things into context. Right. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the way the old Testament breaks down some things, it's just that it's old Testament ways. They're very old ways that are a part of a belief in, in, in a way of thinking for that time period. When we start thinking mm-hmm. about the world that we live in now, we really should be functioning off the unctioning of the Holy Spirit, correct? And I think yes, what we've done is we have disconnected from the Holy Spirit because that is not predictable. Right? The Holy Spirit right. is predictable. It, 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 right, it, like it, the wind. Exactly. So in that arena, the Spirit does what the Spirit wants to do. So if mm-hmm. it calls Matt to do your daughter's hair and mm-hmm. that's not a part of the old way of how a man should conduct himself, then mm-hmm. it's it's frowned upon. And 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 for, right. for me, I had to understand that I have to follow what my heart is telling me. And a lot of times my heart is functioning and my brain is functioning under whatever the spirit is advising mm-hmm. me to do. And I think that's right. the biggest right. part about the religious factor is that we're adhering to things that are not from this time period. You know what I'm saying? Ain't mm-hmm. no cell phones, mm-hmm. ain't no Facebook, yeah. ain't no Instagram, ain't right. no, you know what I mean? There's no cell mm-hmm. phones, there's no Apple watches in, in the Old Testament. Right. They're reading, they're reading scrolls. <laughs> right. These scrolls. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's so hard because we... And, and how we've been raised to deal with religion as far as the Bible is concerned mm-hmm. is to, it's the gold standard. Right. But when you look at right. the, uh, kind of the foundation of it, it's just men writing stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And I think Jesus lays the mm-hmm. foundation for how we're supposed to live after he dies. And he's like, look, I'm going to send mm-hmm. you something. Right. And this is yeah. going to create a greater connection to God directly. And you'll be able mm-hmm. to get information that is, is not written because he also says what? Man shall not live by bread alone. So right. I think Jesus mm-hmm. laid it out for us and it's just and, and because it's uncomfortable to not have a, a guiding mm-hmm. marker that's, that shows itself, yeah. we tend to throw the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. out and not deal with it because it's right. easier just to read right. the pages because I can see it. Dealing with the Holy Spirit is like you got to right. be able to feel the unction. And some of us are not in tune enough to feel the unction. Yeah. So we just read it from the book because that's a lot quicker. Right, right. Well, I would say, too, um, that I think women have generally looked for their husbands to be mm-hmm. a man of God based on what it traditionally looks yeah. like in the church, which mostly means, you know, you need to be involved mm-hmm. in some ministry. You need to be doing like there's, you know, X, Y and Z that you should be doing if you are a man of God. And so there's been this traditional church way of viewing it. But as you said, and that's what um, the Lord really brought to me was it it was like the Lord just put took the scales off of my eyes and was like, he is a man of God. Look at how he flows. And it took me a minute to watch how he does things at work, his intuition Mm -hmm. with the kids, um, his intuition with me. And um, and then just even. You know, 14 years of marriage, you had to have some Holy Spirit. (laughs) Somebody's talking to somebody. (laughs) Yeah, somebody's talking to somebody. Somebody has to be obedient. Um, Because there's been times, and and I love that you use the analogy of water. I call it a dance. Because there's been times when the Holy Spirit has made me have to be patient with Matt. And I've had to be forgiving to him. And there have been times when I didn't want to talk. And the Holy Spirit would gently tell him and yeah. to come talk to me. Or, yeah. you know, have him forgive me and have him deal with anger towards me. So it's been this, um, you know, it's not just one of us filled with the Holy Spirit. Both of us yeah. being filled with the Holy Spirit. And by listening to the Holy Spirit, I believe we've had a better marriage. But it's not because we're yeah. both in ministry. Or we're not like, you know, we're not both evangelists or we're not doing, you know, we are doing the ministry of God, but it's just doesn't, it's without the title, without the fanfare, without, you know, all those things. But, um, and you are still a Holy Spirit filled dad, but I don't know if it's American culture that tries to make everything seem like stage and mic. And this is something that I realized um, in, in my parting of traditional religion is that Mm -hmm. my family is the biggest ministry it's it's the most impactful Mm -hmm. ministry because it's they're going to see me as i am right right and they're going to see me Mm -hmm. in my most natural state and my most grounded state and my most foundational state they see me right they see me they see me as we as we can see with kurt they see me when i slip Right. And I get frustrated yeah. and I show my mm-hmm. imperfect nature and and the cuss mm-hmm. words come out because I'm tired of the dishes in the sink. Like they see all of those things. Right. <laughs> and I think what has happened is we yes. we are so prone to glamorize everything. We glamorize yeah. everything. And if there's no formal glamour to it, then it doesn't have any value. So right. what we'll do is he could be great mm-hmm. at home, but because he doesn't out he doesn't outsource that same initiative of power to the public then and you can't show it off and mm-hmm. say 
my husband's great, right? Because it's now behind closed mm-hmm. doors. Mm-hmm. If we devalue the actual work and the actual person, yeah. because we can't show off the shiny new toy outside of the doors. Right, right. And you know what? I want to I wanna take this circle this mm-hmm. all the way back yeah. up to the top question, because I can pretty much, yeah. what you just said was so important. When I asked, you know, how important yeah. is a man's role in the family? The, you're, you are the priest. And the fact that you said that yeah. your family is your first ministry, that I believe is the key oh, to yeah. restoring our society, uh, to restoring our nation, is that if we can look at our individual families yes. as ministries, not just out there somewhere with other lost people, but look also looking at our homes as the the lost ones to love on and to have compassion and empathy with Um and, and, you know, not saying that we're completely yeah. selfish and it's only about our family, obviously not, you know, but the family being the first ministry where we're not neglecting, that we're not negligent of them in trying to serve everybody yeah. else, like you said, for the fanfare and the glory. But um, I think that is the importance uh, of a husband's yes. role in the, in the household yes. is he is that priest um, in the home. And so okay. I'm going to wrap up with this last question. Um, and my question to you is how can uh, wives be a better support to their husbands in uh, their I father think, role? Like I said, is don't put your husband in a box. Don't don't mm-hmm. always try to selfishly build him up for your for your personal gain. Like you be who he is. You have to allow him to be mm-hmm. who he is naturally. And I think a lot of times uh, unfortunately, okay. women like to build up, right? It's just the nurturing part of themselves. And they start mm-hmm. unrolling motherly tendencies on their husbands, opposed to mm-hmm. spousal tendencies on their husband. Right? Hmm, that's a good point. And mm-hmm. I can I see that. That's, a, that's mm-hmm. always going to be a tough place because as a child, you unfortunately, you're always going to contest whoever you feel is superior. That's a natural nature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just what happens. If you have kids, you know it's natural. <laughs> it is. So what happens is when yeah, women mm-hmm. do that, then and they get the childish behavior of the man, then they go, "Well, you childish," without saying that you set the standard for mm-hmm. that action to take place. <laughs> yeah. So let me let me in summary. Yeah. In summary, don't put him in yeah, a box don't and don't mom. be his mother. Be his yeah. friend. I'm not your mom. You know what I'm saying be his confidant. Yeah. Uh, I think it it makes it easier for him to naturally flow in his role because now he's not looking over his shoulder or feeling like he's being micromanaged Mm -hmm. to do everything the way you would do it, uh, how, or how you would, Mm -hmm. you know, how you would uh, execute it. He's, he feels more natural to do it and have his Mm -hmm. own place with it. And in in that he'll draw Mm -hmm. his own connections with his kids on an individual basis. Right. And, and you'll start to see, relationships blossom and and there's nothing more attractive to a woman than a husband that's in tune with his children Mm -hmm. you know sir you ain't said nothing but a word but you gotta (laughs) give him the space to do something (laughs) it's the truth because if he does it your way it's gonna look uncomfortable that's so good yeah it's gonna be super it is gonna be uncomfortable because it it yes yes See, I almost took another caveat but i caught myself i reeled it in because i'm like i didn't know yes because yeah. I can go about another 45 minutes with you. But no, those are those are some really good points and good takeaways and reminders. I think sometimes as wives with 
you know, mm-hmm. our the way that our brains work, we yes. are wired to do so much, and we can forget yeah. to become the friend. So much to, listen, I, um, this is the thing, or I, as my husband, I hate when I say things like that because they do sound sexist and they do sound like, like the man takes no fault in whatever happened. Like you know the some of the things, some of the terrible things that happened, mm-hmm. but a man doesn't yeah. naturally try to be your father. You know what I'm saying? Right. He doesn't even form that that yeah. that type of response in his mm-hmm. head. Because he's not he's not built that way, right? But the man is grown. Yeah. The man is normally an adult. He doesn't yeah. really need nurturing as much as he needs admiration and companionship. Yeah, yeah, and respect. Yeah, as as so I've heard. I mean, most so men I've heard. tell you, yeah. Be like, Listen, <laughs> I really don't need you to to guide me. Yeah, even though we don't we don't mind, like you know, right? A, a, a you know a suggestion here or there and things like that. We kind of want to know that. Mm-hmm. you're riding with us and it's not saying just get into you know terrible situations and just go with mm-hmm. anything right but just yes. know how to approach yes it. yes you know what I mean? yeah right it's support and you know the um that is just all all of this is just i mean like i said when every time you open your mouth i'm like ding 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 that's just and okay. I, I want to make this point, too, for our listeners, is that we're speaking mostly towards yeah. people that are in yeah. generally yeah. healthy relationships. We're not speaking to um, abusive relationships. Um, that's a whole other ball game. So I don't want anyone to hear this and think, yeah. I'm supposed to treat yeah. him like what? Like, yeah. that's a whole yes. other podcast for another time. Um, and that will require a whole other set of advice. But we're just speaking to people that are generally have a healthy relationship, you're going to have ups yep. and downs and arguments. That's as to be expected. So don't think that there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with your relationship. Um, if if yeah. you are having, even yeah. if it's frequent disagreements, um, you know, there's nothing that even marriage counseling uh, wouldn't be able to help you with. And I, I'm always pushing like, yes, there's yes. Jesus, but That's there's Jesus true. and therapy. Um, or Jesus in counseling. So, uh, Mark, for anyone that's listening tonight mm-hmm. that would love to reach out to you, maybe that if they have questions as a wife or if they have questions yeah. even as a man for more fatherhood uh, tips and pointers and advice, yes. can you um, tell our you listeners how Facebook to get in touch with you? At Mark Billups. Um, you can just go on there and you can just inbox me. You'll see me. I have on a red hoodie and glasses. There'll be a microphone in my face if you're looking for a picture because my dad's also on there too. And his name is Mark Billups as well. Um, or you can go to mm-hmm. arise online at gmail.com. <laughs> arise is spelled U H R I S E online at gmail.com. And you can also find me on uh, Facebook at, at arise. Um, and you can just inbox me there as well. I got a couple different different ways. Or you can reach out to Jazz and be like, hey, man, how can I talk to that dude you was talking to? Right. That'd be good too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that might be that might even be easier. So, <laughs> oh no, man! I All right, cool. It. Thank you so much, Mark. It's it always crazy because this is how like, we have we converse yes. like this anytime we're together. Like our families are are close, right? So. Right, and it, it's hard yeah. to even stop because I just want I want to keep going, but I'm like, okay, just, I, we just <laughs> yes. need to set up yeah, a time where great. we can just get together. That's all that means. So, no, thank you. But thank you so much for being on the all show, right. and uh, look forward to having you soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have a topic you would like to have discussed on the show, message me through my Anchor podcast channel or head over to lifecoachingwithjazz.com and click the Let's Connect link where you can also learn more about being coached or becoming a certified professional life coach. Till next time, 
live authentically, on purpose, and fulfilled.